Bar Media. Welcome to the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. That's how you start a podcast right there. Do we start? Yeah, that, you see that thing running? <laughs> mm. That's because you were cheating on me and doing a whole other podcast. Do we want to talk about that? Do yeah. we want to talk about your infidelity? Yeah. Do I need to wait outside for that? No, no. no this will make it I more like to embarrass him right in front of you. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Please, let's make it more awkward. I Don't you love it. it when mommy and daddy fight right in front of you? <laughs> well, I pay for this house and I'll do what I want. Um, Brandon's like, I'm just trying to eat dinner. No, like, <laughs> we've always talked about doing like a podcast network. Right. And do you have to be on every show in that network? I'm I just curious. Honestly, don't ever want to be on every show. <laughs> like, but I do like I do the one for uh, the Dothan Area Chamber of Commerce. They have a monthly podcast. Right. Are you on that show? I am on that show. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. somehow the Beer, Fear and Cheer podcast, they just came up here to record like they've recorded. This is the third and one. Accidentally, your mic was on. No, they like. <laughs> I put it in front of me, like if they asked me for, if they asked me like a technical question case. or whatever, and then I realized that I had to carry them through their podcast. No, I'm just joking. It's not really like that. Your explanation sounds like when I asked my kids something that they knew they got in trouble for. Yeah, and they're lying. And, um, and then we went outside and. <laughs> no, like they've done, that because was their. my backpack. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then like so, my shoe came off. Man, I don't then- know. <laughs> No, they've so this is three podcasts that you're yeah they've done they've done 18 Mm -hmm. and i've recorded three of them but because you've only cheated three times that's supposed to make me feel better about it i'm just curious uh if it makes you feel better i finished in half the time (laughs) (laughs) because it's a 30 minute podcast better than me it gets better awesome are they i you finished in half the time yeah that's yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. Brandon's like, I don't want to be here. Any, it's probably awkward in the office today. No. <laughs> What's happening? Um, Good evening, everybody. Brandon, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Brandon Harrell. I'm right. looking at your ad in the local right now. Okay. Century 21. He just sold a house in our conference room. Like, just I right know. <laughs> He's like, I'm meeting Sarah up here. I'm like, I don't know Sarah. I don't know who this Sarah person is. I can't believe you haven't met Sarah. No. She's like... She's the... I can't believe you're doing two other podcasts without me, but you know. Well, that you know about. Life is full of surprises. Wait till you hear... <laughs> you wait till you hear the rest of the podcasts that I've started. Whew, they're like, they're, mad, they're overly girl. produced and everything. They're like real legit. Dude. Yeah, they're awesome. They He's, probably have like ratings and they're... Nah, it's top, just like... Top iTunes. You tell everybody... You're going like, to open iTunes and it's going to be my face thing. and you be like, podcast kingpin strikes again. <laughs> He's like, the Howard Stern of podcasts. Yes. <laughs> That's me, for sure. I'd be like, I got to do this thing on Wednesday. It's for Charlene. It makes yeah. her feel better. It's, it's her Make-A-Wish Foundation <laughs> thing. Like, I've just got to be Oh, no, she's not sick. I mean, no. well, well, I mean, she's sick. She's terminal for sure, but <laughs> she doesn't really, she's not showing any symptoms at the moment. And if I keep doing this podcast, she will never show symptoms. <laughs> this is just preemptive, like, responsibility I'm dodging. I'm literally keeping her alive. That's yeah. This is it. That's what's happening. That's it, man. That's all she has. <laughs> that's what this what it's become. I'm gonna open like my crash box whatever iPod yeah. podcast app 
and oh, there yeah, you yeah. are. There you're gonna be. There's your face. The, it's gonna be like it's right next to Joe Rogan's face. Nah, like they're gonna be guests on my shit. <laughs> it's gonna be him and Andy Frizzella. I mean, this and is like, how, no, this is how I'm gonna find out. Because I, I follow Joe Rogan on Instagram, I'm gonna find out because I'll be scrolling. He's gonna be Instagram hyping my shows like the addict that I am, and I will come across, and Joe Rogan will be like, "Just did a podcast with the Kingpin, my main dog, my, my main dog, Justin," and I'll be like, "What in the actual?" F is happening. Yeah. That's exactly what will happen. There's going to be like paid banner marketing ads on right. every site. That's it's going to be amazing. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. So, Brandon, Brandon what's you? up? You want to yeah, start a podcast? <laughs> I, mean, I got time. This is your rodeo. I'm just a clown. So, you know, <laughs> we all clowns in this rodeo. Um, Brandon, what brings you to the local podcasting room? Well, uh, I was invited for one, but, yeah. uh, you know, more importantly, we just kind of, I guess, just hang out with you guys, talk to you a little bit about what I do in the real estate world yeah. and, uh, you know, I guess just, uh, kind of cut up with you guys for a little bit and see what's going on. So I met you in the conference room because at that moment, Justin was caught cheating with another podcast. Yeah, I caught with and my mic up. <laughs> anyway, uh, I came in here, you were out there selling a house in 20 minutes, which is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Uh, local advertising, duh. <laughs> She's a writer for the local and he advertises in it. I mean, do the math. House sold. Um, so I came in here. Yeah, how long did you have that listing? Hold on. Hey, how long did you have that listing under your name? Well, that's not, it wasn't in my name. Oh, was it not? No. How long have you been working with Sarah on that listing? Well, I know Sarah. And so that. that no, no, no. Just answer the question. Oh, okay. So I got to make this sound, make myself sound even better. Like, uh, like yeah. a couple of days. Couple, yeah. So a yeah, couple so. days. Right it's like an acre and a half of land with a, what, 2,400 square foot house that needs a handful of repairs and got it sold. Did she tour it with you? No. Sight un- even, we'll say sight wait, unseen. She didn't even go inside of it? No, she's been inside it. It was actually her mother's house. Yeah. Oh. It's actually a long backstory. But, but still. But mainly it was the local advertising and the good job that he does and his reputation in town that knocked that out in a few days. Exactly. I was going to say, you really do have like a very welcoming, open, very cool demeanor about you because instantly I liked you and I like nobody. Awesome. And I came in here. We've been doing this show for three years and she's still on the fence. <laughs> Actually, she's not on the fence after today. I'm off the fence yeah. now. You I'm cheated the, on me. I'm off the fence. She's off the fence and I'm in the doghouse. Right. We're all in the yard. <laughs> we'll be back to talk to each, talking to each other over the fence. Yeah. Um, One text But I came in here and I was like who is that he's not from dothan is he and he you're like no he just moved here like a year ago i'm like yeah yeah. It's nice. It's refreshing. You can smell it on him yeah <laughs> he ain't got that, got that new dothan, that dothan smell. dinge on him yet <laughs> we'll keep you from it yeah um, he's still using the median correctly yeah he's new for sure. <laughs> i still got a georgia cell phone number so you know yeah. i'll still hold on to that i yeah. guess but um so how what made you move to dothan um, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny story. I worked for 21 years in, in the same industry and it was kind of did a lot of traveling uh-huh. and um, my family situation is probably pretty unique where we had two, um, two, uh, two of our kids that were our, our biological kids and we adopted four. What? At one okay. Time. That is, we're going to get into that. Yeah. So you had two of your own. Yes. You and, how old were, and how old no. are they? Uh, now they're 17 and 14. So at the time, you know, that was four years ago. So they were 13 and, uh, 
and 11. You I, had a light at the end of I your did. tunnel. We did. We did. You and had we, a clear exit strategy. Yeah, you oh. blew that mountain up. Oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> that tunnel's not even there I want to hear about how this happened. Well, it's, okay. it's, and I'll try to make it super quick, but um, like my wife and I, we started dating. I was a senior in high school and she was a freshman in college. We uh-huh. dating an older girl, but she was only a couple nice. months older than me. It was just kind of a. She could drive. She, she, uh, she got to skip a grade. Um, and it's like for when we started dating, I remember her saying, hey, I kind of want to adopt kids at some point. You know, for some reason, I want to adopt uh, sibling groups because those are the kind of kids that get forgotten about in the right. system. And, you know, so it what, was kinda, what made her did she have past history with that? No, it's just like it was just kind of this thing. And okay. that was what was bizarre about it is, you know, that we know about nobody in her family was adopted. You know, they didn't foster kids or anything. Yeah, you, don't, you have any friends that oh, did you have any friends at the time that had adopted kids? Not or? at the time. No. Did she ever have friends that were not that I know of? And, not, you know, I don't know that she would have known that either. But so it was just it was just kind of one of those things like, you know, you're dating somebody. You're like, oh, that's cool. You know, you just kind of. Right. You don't think about it but then years later after we had had our first two kids we had um, a lot of challenges with them when they were first born you know some health issues like in the in the hospital kind right. of thing and uh, so we decided okay we were done having kids so we started looking at the adoption route and it just kind of seemed like a lot of a lot of doors got slammed in our face right and after couple of years of that, we're just like, screw it. We're done. We're not going to adopt. It's not in the cards for us. We just kind of moved actually on. It's so difficult. Well, it, it, it was it, it was challenging unless you just had a ton of money to dump into it to go. And then even then, it's still very difficult. Yeah, that's hit right. or miss. It really is. And and so we kind of given up on it. And I just remember like years later, we were, we were kind of talking about uh, my brother when his wife were adopting. And I just told her, I was like, yeah, I think we kind of probably dodged a bullet now because we were kind of independent. Our girls are getting older. We can travel and stuff. They can watch themselves. Yeah. There's no babysitters involved. And I just kind of said, you know, kind of callously, I'm like, you know, you know, I just, I'm glad that didn't happen. And she started crying. She said, I'm not. Your wife. Yeah, my wife. And, and so it was a few weeks later, we were having dinner at my dad's house and my stepmom was telling us about these kids that were at a school that her sister taught at. And she was like, yeah, it's sad. These four little boys are about to split them up. They've been in foster care for three and a half years. Good Lord. And they're going to split them up because who's going to adopt four boys at the same time? And like with no hesitation, no eye contact, no nodding or anything, we both spoke up at the same time and said, we will. And it was just like, what are we thinking? When it came out of our mouth, it's one of those you want to pull it back in. Like, no. no. So I, <laughs> I have that instance in my life. Often, <laughs> often, yeah, uh, but never, never when it's something like that, like life changing. That's usually it's like, do you want, where do you want to go for lunch? And I'm like, little, little, and I'm like, mm, I wanted something else. <laughs> it's never, never four new kids in the house. Wow, I wish that had been as simple as our kind of conundrum was, but yeah, you know, it was cool because we we started the process and it wasn't easy. I mean, we. We, it was about a two-year process, really, from uh-huh. the time we started it or, you know, to, to the time it was finalized. And there was a lot of, like, we really had to fight to make it happen. And so that's what's even crazier looking back is I look back at how crazy our life is now. It's like, we fought for this. Right. <laughs> so, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I so, demanded this. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when you get in a fight with your spouse or something and, like, you know you're in the wrong, but you're committed at that point. Right. So it's like, I'm, I'm just going all <laughs> out. Going. Yeah, I got to sleep on this couch anyway. <laughs> Might as well say everything I've got in the <laughs> Just the bank. I'm committed on this. And right. So, so that's basically kind of like where our family situation was. But in the business I was at, um, I was traveling a ton. And, you know, obviously it was a very being part that we were owners at one time of the company and new people had come in. 
we were just really trying to work hard, obviously, to impress our bosses and make them feel like you made a good purchase. Right. Um, we wanted to. Plus, that's just the way that we were trained, you know, raised mm-hmm. up and trained. Uh, sure. If you're going to do it, you can't do it just a little bit. You got to get you know, whole yeah. ass that thing. Don't half right. ass two <laughs> things, whole ass one thing. <laughs> and uh, so it was it was um, it was one of those things that with between the traveling and then working and I had a 45 minute one way commute to work every day. It was just, it was kind of one of those, it put a lot of extra strain on, on our family because I right, was never home. There. And so, um, real estate had kind of been a hobby on the side. It was something I invested in some, uh, like short-term rental vacation properties mm-hmm. and just really enjoyed it. I started flipping houses and really just fell in love with that whole thing. And, you know, it was, it was one of those that I told my wife, I'm like, man, it would be awesome if I could do this full time. And she's like, well, you know, you're not going to make the money you're making. I say, well, maybe not at first, but maybe down the road yeah. I could. Right. Um, but the thing it would do is it would give me more flexibility. It would open me up to being home more and to just, you know, to kind of Instead help out. Instead of being on the road. Yeah. And even like things like if we had a meeting at the kid's school, it was a 45 minutes, almost an hour drive for me to leave the office, run up to have a meeting yeah. at the school. You know, and you're losing you've got, 25% of your work day just commuting. Just in commuting. And then and on top of that, it's like, and you know, when you've got six kids in school, chances are at least one of them is going to be in trouble at all times yeah. or needing to talk to a teacher because of grades. So it's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just put that burden all on my wife's plate. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started kind of toying around with the idea of where to do it. And I got offered a really good job um, actually in Orlando and doing like these just multi-million dollar vacation homes and things like that, which is a connection I'd made when we bought one of our properties and mm-hmm. um, which is not a multi-million dollar property, but it, you know, it's right. in that same field. Mm-hmm. And we kind of looked at that closely, but it just ultimately decided, yeah, we like Orlando. We love visiting it, but it's not a place we want to live right. full time. Yeah. I know. Orlando is like a nightmare. Dude, Church and, Street is too lit. And well, it's too accessible. Well, not yeah. that. It's like everybody there is driving a rental car and nobody is from the United States. No. It's like, they have dude, no idea where they're going. No, yeah, there's nice, more like. And, and there's more areas in Orlando that if you get in the wrong lane, you can hang it up. You're going to be in that lane for the next 10 miles. Yeah. Like, until and somebody you, in front of you is riding with their blinker on. My favorite is all the stories <laughs> it's of the like worst. the business people that come over for conferences or whatever and like they do it in Orlando because you can just go to Disney. And but what happens is they'll get just go bom- get bombed at the bar or whatever and leave, and they get on the wrong side of the road because they're used to driving in England or whatever. Yeah, and then like straight up ninety five or something. Was it ninety five that runs through there? Yes, uh, four ninety four. You got I four, and then ninety five runs down the coast, the east coast. That's yeah. right. But then you got the turnpike, yeah, like the toll roads and all that. And stuff. And in Orlando, so. they are kind of all ninety five doesn't, but like yeah. four, and then all of them are right. They all converge right in one there. spot. Yeah. Once you like pull off onto one, you're stuck. Yes. Yeah. And then you got to pay about $20 in tolls to get <laughs> yes. on the right road. <laughs> yeah. So. And they don't warn you. They're like, oh, you're on a toll road. You're what? I have no cash at all. Well, right now they now. do tolls by mail. Like in New York State do, does. Like, we yeah, were, they just take pictures of your license plate as you go through. Yeah. Bonnie got mailed a toll thing for like two bucks in July when we were up there. And then I guess she just didn't think about it ever again and then we got one in an orange envelope which is oh. meant to like hey open this for real <laughs> and uh it was like some 120 dollar fine for like not, not paying, paying the two dollars and it was like the week or two a week or two before i flew to new york is when i got this letter and i was like uh boo can you uh can you give them a 100 bucks so i don't get arrested when i step off this plane please <laughs> they know i'm coming <laughs> yeah 
Well, they've got to know I'm coming with all these podcasts of mine. Right, exactly. They got to have that red yeah. carpet handy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ever. Well, but you know, we just for us, it, we knew that wasn't the place for us because of all the chaos yeah. and all the stuff, and it's like. So and this is Albany. I don't know if we mentioned. Yeah, I'm. Fr- uh, and, yeah, I should have said that I'm from Albany, Georgia. So okay. I'm not far from here. And you know, Albany I always called Albany Mayberry with a hundred thousand people because everybody <laughs> knew everybody a mm-hmm. lot, like Dothan. Welcome. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Everybody knew. Um, <laughs> we were just well networked. And you just we'll met just the most popular that. person, well, which is just the podcast so, conglomerate. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. I got to get a taller chair. It's so nice that you do this little charity show. <laughs> you know, it's for I'm for the people. For the people. <laughs> <laughs> i've been saying that a lot lately just for no reason I'm for the people yeah like someone's like thanks for holding the door for me like yeah i'm for the people <laughs> and just like walk away but like make strong eye contact yeah. so they remember it and they're like if that dude's ever on a campaign poster i'm voting for that i was gonna say that's your city council was yeah platform. dude mark culver's retiring oh, i heard he's gonna step down one day in our lifetime he will be on some sort of city council or mayor or count on it i'm worried the mayor is too like it's too big of a target on your back like i think you really got to do stuff when you're mayor that's <laughs> i don't know if is you guys know me that well. i don't really want to do check. anything is there such a thing as vice mayor yeah if i could be vice mayor or like uh <laughs> deputy mayor vice, the vice does everything and the president's like what's up i could i don't know man not in our current situation but no dude um run the parks department I can Ron Swanson it you up. You can Ron Swanson it up, man. <laughs> just sit back and say no to everything. <laughs> I'm good at that. You would be good at that. All right, so you left Albany yeah. with your 16 children. <laughs> we loaded up the truck and we moved to Beverly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we, we just kind of toyed around with where would we want to go. Right. And uh, we had good friends here in Dothan that actually had adopted as well. They had adopted three from China and they had three biological kids. So it's kind of... Um, the wife and my wife were very close, probably, you know, as close as anybody could be because it was one of the few families that could kind of relate to what right. we were dealing oh, yeah. with. They had, um, they had a, one of their kids was very similar to one of the kids we had adopted that had some traumatic issues and just some development issues and just some challenges overall. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, coincidentally the, you know, the, the husband in the family was a guy that I'd went to high school with. We grew up together. We were really close. So oh, it, cool. it kind of made a natural fit for us to at least open that discussion. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was cool because it was kind of like it's close enough to our family back in back in Albany that we could be back in an hour and a half. We you know could go see kids graduating that you know we were friends with or whatever. Yeah, um, my dad lives outside of Tallahassee and Quincy, so it's close to him. Oof, I don't like that. Um, it's you know it was just it was kind of convenient. And then we go obviously go down to the beach. It was convenient. We go to uh, Orlando quite a bit, mm-hmm. so it was convenient for us pretty much anywhere we wanted to go. Um, but you know we really just it was cool because when you know, Justin, I know you had asked me maybe why Dothan as far as what my, what my take on Dothan yeah, was. Yeah. And it was pretty cool because... First impressions. It, it was actually, I mean, it was How good. did you drive then? How did you see town? Well, 84 West, man. Yeah, or we East. came in 84. Uh, well, we came in uh, through like Columbia and all that way. Okay. And then oh, we 52. hit 84. Um, and so, you know, when we came in... It was just kind of, it was kind of, it was exciting because we came and looked at, uh, we had planned to look at a couple of houses Mm -hmm. and um, it was, it was funny because the first house we rolled up to, my wife's like, I'm not going to be a jerk because we've already got an agent here, but this ain't, this ain't going to work. And it wasn't because the house, I mean, the house was dope. The house was nice. Right. But it was, you know, we've got four dogs and six kids, four of which are boys, like 
it's gonna be some it's gonna be some ruckus going on oh, in the yeah, yard no doubt and we rolled up in there and the yard was like as big as this table yeah oh, no. and um, and and it was not gonna work and and I, even i'm trying to sell more like oh but there's a park right here and she's like <laughs> no because that requires me being there yeah no guy that's never home this isn't gonna work no because just, well what if they just you. played inside all day absolutely not no. <laughs> <laughs> we've been down that road and with all the rain that we've had lately yeah so. oh. So yeah, we just I'd have so, bought them some like some frog togs or whatever the <laughs> what are those like lizard skins or whatever they throw you, you always have in the boat off for rain got, suits. No, just like, like the old school yellow pants and the yellow top. Yeah, you get like, that Niagara Falls poncho. That's yeah. right. It's like basically a trash bag with a hood. Yeah. But see, my kids would turn those Actually, into parachutes. They would jump off of something, you know, because yes. they would they would balloon up. <laughs> yeah. It would be bad. We we would we would have too many hospital visits off of that. That false sense of security. I can't even yeah. imagine. I have a friend of mine who has six sisters, like all girls. And mm. when we were at Thanksgiving, um, so this is just a small side story. I got to hear a lot of stories of what it's like to live with six sisters. Apparently, there is a lot of being thrown off the second story roof onto like a mattress and hopefully bounced into the pool. Especially if you're the youngest, you're the one that gets hogtied and dragged up there and thrown off. And I'm like, this happens? Like, what? What is that? Where are the parents? Where are the adults? They had the sense to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. They were the first train out. Some of those sure. stories, I was like, wow. A lot can happen. Yes. When you're not looking yeah. for like 20 minutes. A lot can minutes. happen when you are looking. What's, right. And that's yeah. what's even more shocking. <laughs> like what's, what's crazy is like. You're like, I'm looking. I see you with my eyes. We yeah. were talking about a couple of weeks ago, like some of the horrific things that just me as an individual child did. <laughs> and like we were just talking about how like I would go to sleep if I was in trouble. Like if I knew I'd blown it, I was like, I'm just going to go take this nap. <laughs> and this would be like stress induced narcolepsy. Yeah. Basically <laughs> like, yeah, it's basically, all right, I'm going to hit the reset button and focus on this with a clear head. And also if I was asleep, then this couldn't have happened anyway. And, uh, but like to imagine to have to contend with that with four kids and or four dudes in the house when I know what I was capable of as 25% of that force. Wow. I want to get into some of that. That's a lot of variables. Well, you know, what's funny (laughs) is I have two brothers and then I had three stepbrothers that lived with us when we grew up. So I was the oldest of six boys. So I knew, even going into this, I knew how crazy it was. Right. And still signed up for it. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's... Well, you got to think now that... It can't be that bad. At least my wife had the... She didn't have that. She had one brother and she was the oldest and that was it. So yeah. it was just kind of that, you know, kind of that, that different lifestyle. Yeah, she's going but, in blind. Yeah, so I mean... Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. The, she's the, like, it's going to be great. The first... Like, no, not, but the first weekend... <laughs> the first weekend that they came and stayed with us for just a weekend visit, it was funny because... When the kids left, I started crying. I was like, man, I don't know when the when I'm going to get to see them again. Mm-hmm. And it was like really emotional for me. She started crying because she's like, our house was destroyed. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just, it was for a different reason. She was overwhelmed. I yeah. was like sad. But, you know, it, but it's cool because we kind of go back and forth where we, we play good cop, bad cop, where we balance each other out. And right. I think that's, you know, I'm more of the, the I'm an introvert. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm really a, an extrovert and she's an introvert. So it's nice that we... We can help balance each other out. It's like, I want to go do something. She's like, yeah, but so-and-so has been acting a fool. We need to stay home because whatever babysitter we get or his sisters, he's going to terrorize. Yeah, sure. You know, so it's cool that we can balance. But even on the on the personality stuff that we're able to really kind of like, all right, you're 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 about to lose it. Tap out. I'm, I'm coming in right, right now. You know, so it's, it's cool now. And that's where I love what I do. It gives me that flexibility to kind of 
you know, I don't like, I mean, I, I know co-parent, I think it's for more like divorced families, but mm-hmm. it's like, we can really truly co-parent. No, you, we can split no I, I think a lot of people don't get that and it's great. It is 50-50. Like, sure. and you need that because there are days you totally run out of patience. You're like, I, I need you to do yeah, this and if, I if need to If we're not going to get the phone, get, get the, somebody calling on us for uh, child abuse, <laughs> you're going to have to step <laughs> but in. But also dog. like, depending upon how you grew up, you grew up with six brothers basically, or with five, five yeah. Five. Mm-hmm. Um, and that however that house was and her house was, she's going to come at things differently and you would come at things differently. And when you meet in the middle, it does make for a better right. situation as opposed to like just doing it her way or just doing it your way. So quarantine oh, yeah. is good. Now, how did your daughters do with, what, um, did they look at you like, have you lost your minds? No, I mean, I think they were, I think they were excited initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they have glimpses of that excitement still. Um, for them, it's kind of like I think they're they love their brothers and they, you know, they have their moments where it's just like, these are cool kids, you know, I'm mm-hmm. glad. Mm-hmm. And they you can tell just that there is genuine love. But I think it's like with all siblings, siblings, it's kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm over the you today. I'm, I'm going to my room. And yeah. because they're teenagers, too, then, you know, they they kind of spend 90 percent of their time plus you know, hold up in their room mm-hmm. uh, streaming. Cause I think they think YouTube is actually a TV channel that they just watched constantly. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. So, um, I, 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 asked- I mean, I thought about it and I think if I had siblings, if I had younger siblings when I was their age, with your daughter's ages, like I probably would have done a lot better in school. I probably would have paid a lot more attention in college. I probably would have probably may have even finished college. What? Because I would be like, I'm not going back to the house with all that mayhem. Like, I'm walking this straight and narrow, and we're going to get this doctorate, and then I'm going to buy a whole quadrant of the state where they can't come mess with me. Have armed guards at every every gate, and uh, yeah, these dudes, nobody nobody from the family is coming at all. It's like the 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 post office wanted posters, you know. Do not let this person come here. Yeah, just be like photo albums, yeah, of my family. It's like here you go. These guys, not allowed. Anybody else? Solicitors? Bring them on. Mormons? Sure. Why not? <laughs> We're just not Scientology. Yeah. David Miscavige wants to come by personally and ask me for a podcast. Send them on through the gate. I'm ready. Uh, okay. So you said no to the first house in Dothan. Yeah. And then what? We went in the second house. And you have to understand, my wife is probably like the most low-key low maintenance person you'll ever meet. She doesn't want to spend money on anything unless it's for the kids. Right. But when we walked in the second house, the asking price was over our budget. Not by much, but it was over our budget. Uh And she's like, I don't care what we got to do. This is our house. And she like instantly walked through, knew it, and, and I can say that now, because if I'd have said that back then, it would have crushed our negotiation leverage. But, oh, sure. Um, <laughs> we were, we're in the house, so it's ours now. But uh, but so, yeah, so that was it. We were done looking. We looked at two houses, and only one of them was a serious candidate, and we were done. And uh, so we started working on offers and got the house, and we I, I'd already, at that time, we uh, went ahead and kind of put in our note, my notice. I gave them a, a very lengthy notice mm-hmm. to work through. Gave him a two month notice mm-hmm. and uh, worked it out. And uh, we moved the day. I, my last day was on a Friday at the end of January. And Saturday, we had, we had already moved some stuff over here. Mm-hmm. But that Saturday, we loaded everything we owned up and we moved because we closed the the day that I, or the, I mean, Your that last we sold day it. or whatever. Yeah. Like, so it was just, it was, it was like really coming together really quick. So we were like, okay, if it kind of fell together this good, then maybe there's a reason why we're supposed to right. be over here. And, 
So uh, I finished up getting my real estate license and, um, you know, I'd, I'd interviewed with a couple places and ended up at James Grant Realty at Century 21 just because, honestly, the, the, the people there were much in line with the way we used to run our business when we were a family-owned business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, Rose and James, uh, Rose and Wes and Gina, who are all the Grants that run Grant Realty, like mm-hmm. they've been doing it for 50 years. Yeah. Well, not the kids, but like the parents, James right. and Rose ran it for 50 years and Rose is still in the office. Yes. And she's, uh, and she's still, I mean, significantly she older than everybody too, in the room. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was to me, that was kind of the selling point was just like, all right, well, we share some of the same kind of beliefs and how we treat our employees and the way that we, you know, we, we treat, we treat our staff and all like family. Mm-hmm. It's not about, you know, I'm, I'm at a different level than you or a different place than you. Everybody was on the same playing field and, you know, so that was really, um, that was awesome. And, uh, and, you know, so I went ahead and got my license finished up and kind of like March 1st, I think is when I actually had signed up with the board here and everything. I just got my license the week before. So, uh, hit the ground running and, you know, I've had a great time with it. It's definitely been a lot of learning experience is starting anything, you know, mm-hmm. at 40 years old, starting over in a new town, new career was definitely kind of intimidating. But, you know, it's just one of those, my dad had always taught us, whatever you do, I don't care if you're digging a ditch, you be the best ditch digger. You oh, yeah. Can. Exactly what I told my you know? kids. Yeah. So, whatever you do, do it. Yeah. There's always the somebody time. that wants your job, no matter what it is that right. you do. Like somebody would willingly probably take less money to do your, do your job. Yeah. Like, well, my well, that's su- just how you succeed. Yeah. You just be the best at it. Absolutely. My seven-year-old Carlos is hilarious because he'll be, he'll be like, dad, when I grow up, I want to be a policeman, a fireman. Uh, an ambulance man, a garbage man. We're going to have a lot of bills, man. You better chill out. <laughs> he's like, he's naming all these professions. And I'm like, well, whatever you do, man, you better just be the best at it. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. it's like, cause I'm laughing. Cause he just named 40 different, you know, professions, but yeah, like, yeah you're going to be stretched for time there, chief. But- and they're all like the most work and the least amount of appreciation. <laughs> like in the public <laughs> eye, like, nobody cares. They're like, Oh yeah. You br- oh, the only time the firemen like, anybody's high-fiving them is either like when the calendar gets released or like somebody brings a fire truck to school. That's, that's all. And Do it they still sucks. Kittens and trees. I it mean, sucks. No, nah, I mean, those are drone. They just send drones up now. Probably knock them out of the tree. Yeah. Just saw their little feet. Amazon off. does that now. Right. Yeah. So. Amazon kitten delivery. Now, how old are your kids? 17 down to seven. Wow. So 2030 will be free. You think this, you and think we'll have grandkids by that point. Do you think the seventeen year old was like starting to like taste that freedom and like was really starting to enjoy the the idea of being a teenager and not having like a whole lot of responsibility at home because she only had her fourteen year old sister to look after and now she's like probably feels cheated a little bit because now she's a full time babysitter to five oh, people. I have no doubt. Um but I think she also she's always liked kids. Yeah. And she's always like babysat, things like that. And she was just one of those really mature kids growing up. She and my 14-year-old are polar opposites. Cause my That's four- always how it works. Oh, dude, my 14-year-old, she could just walk in like she like she rolled out of bed, doesn't care, and she's fabulous, and she knows it. And that's, <laughs> I mean, she rocks whatever she does. But so she, it, they're very different. But like Shelby, the 17-year-old, she really was more about, um, I think it was just she she liked being part of that and helping. And I think she was old enough and mature enough to understand, okay, this is a really kind of a garbage situation where these kids are coming from. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't imagine, and she and Lainey are so close, she couldn't imagine being split up from her sister. And yeah. so it's, I think she saw the big picture. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's like anything else. 
my three stepbrothers, when they came to live with us, I loved them. But it was like, you know, well, you know, now we're fighting for attention. Our mom and dad just got divorced. Now we're fighting for attention between not just two of my blood brothers, but three stepbrothers. Yeah. Too. Right. So, I mean, there's, I'm sure there has to be some of that sibling rivalry, some, some bitterness there, but, um, but all in all, I mean, I think both the girls really kind of take it well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we had a 12 passenger van for a long time and, you know, they were calling it social suicide, but at the same time <laughs> it was just like, you know, they kind of, they grasped, all right, well, we're not your average family. We're not just going to load they up. They make those the, things in four wheel drive, man, put a roof rack on, yeah. on that thing and just take that safari. But, I know. So, I mean, I think all in all, they, they handle it well. And, uh, you know, Shelby is, you know, she'll graduate this year. She's a senior and she actually got accepted to her dream school in New York. She wanted to go into Broadway and she got a scholarship offer and everything, but she actually got an even better scholarship offer just to go to Wallace. Mm -hmm. And so she turned down the school in New York to stay home. And, uh, so I think deep down that uh, to me, that kind of shows that maybe she's not as ready to jump out of the nest and, you know, out of all of our kids, we always joke she was the one that could stay behind a little bit longer. The rest mm-hmm. of them, you graduated mm-hmm. high school, see ya. You know, we'll see yeah. you at the holidays. And we joked that we were going to sell the house and buy an RV so the kids right. couldn't come see us. We would come see them when we wanted yeah. to. That, and, that's the dream, right? You know, but um, but I think I think they're good with it now. I think they've kind of settled in, and you know, they kind of know they know that our house is chaos and our, it's crazy most of the time, and, which is ironic because my house flipping business is called Crazy Eight Real Estate. Because that's what we call our family. Right. So um, anybody that emails me and you see that crazy eight real estate email address, mm-hmm. now you know what's up. That's, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's it was something that we kind of, we kind of embrace. You know, we're not those parents that, you know, post the pictures of every cute thing our kid does and says, oh, you know, our kids are the greatest things ever. <laughs> no, we're, we're pretty transparent and real. It's like, you know, our life sucks a lot, and, you know, but it's. <laughs> We're, we're, it's sucking for all eight of us right now, you know, and we just kind of figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah, but you'll look back and it'll be like your favorite times when everybody was oh, yeah. in the house and like, oh, yeah. you'll long for that just like chaos and randomness. Yeah. Uh, that's like when our kids leave to go yeah. back to school. This it's- one gets empty nest syndrome, like super heavy. <laughs> and so like, it's probably going on every ex- month and a that's half. That's actually probably why I just got drilled up about all that podcast scenario <laughs> because her kids, like she just got back from Maine with the kids. And now she hasn't seen them face to face in what, like seventy two hours? Probably, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Taking all that, yeah, all that out on you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you and Tim, you get the brunt of it. Yeah, well, that's it for sure. Yeah, you don't know me. I don't know what you're talking about. I've got her figured out. <laughs> that's why nothing she says bothers me at all. I was wondering why Charlene went to the couch for that session there, and that little segment. She's getting your psychoanalyzing her, trying to break everything yep, down. So. That's it. <laughs> he loves to do that. And then he thinks he's right, and I let him because he's happy. Right. You know, and he goes about, He's more it, productive that it way. It inflates that ego even right. more. So <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, the better I make him feel, the more I get the stuff that I want done. So I've got it. It's it's okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These infidelities though have got to stop. <laughs> anybody looking for a podcast or if you need a judge if you need a judge for anything i'm your man you're not taking my chili title away no i'm joining you oh paul fripp already wrote it in what are you talking about paul last year was like yeah you'll be a judge next year i was like dope oh you're judging this year yeah you say that until you start judging like 35 different chilies i won't have some of them are just i'm not gonna buy movie tickets for that day you what? I said, I won't buy movie tickets for that day. <laughs> this dum-dum decided she was going to judge a, qu- a chili cook-off with like 30 teams and then go I to the to movie theater. To, no, it's Patty Rutland. Uh, oh, that's right. Retirement thing. That's right. 
Yeah. And then we were supposed to start at two. The, we started at like the dance thing didn't start until seven. Day. And everybody was drinking beer, drinking beer, drinking beer, which I have no judgment on. And then all of a sudden it was like 4.30 and we still have like Judge Chili. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to turn this train around. Like yeah. I've been drinking beer for three this hours. This going off the rails. And now I've got to go to like a dance recital at the Civics, like at the opera house. And they're like, oh, Shirley had too much to drink so she couldn't judge Chili. No, I had another. Okay, yes, but also, <laughs> but also- no. <laughs> see, see what there's underlying conditions that were was. yeah there's pre-existing conditions it had a, the beer didn't have anything to do with but it yeah like an hour into the dance you're like, are you okay is everything all right what are you talking about like i'm, I'm sitting fine. I'm good. Fine. she got like one eye is like squinting is like, amazing oh. yeah it's magical love it give me some more salt like saltines out of my purse i only have salt and vinegar potato chips here <laughs> Yeah, that's me everywhere. I always say, I'm always jumping on it. I'm always annoyed by the like the Excuse lack me, of. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. I'm trying to watch. There's always a lack of preparation when drunk people show up somewhere, and they're like everybody, like especially at the opera house. Like people have been out drinking well, since five o'clock. Well, the doors they open don't at serve six. There, they don't serve there. They only serve beer and wine now, like at the opera house. Maybe it yeah. depends. Yeah, also, yeah, it depends on who's like who the promoter is and like right. what's going on. But it's always shut down though when you decide that you they're want never one. ready. Like they're <laughs> they. I mean, like I don't so think it's any like of one them, bartender. There's, there's, let's say there's frantically running around. Yeah. 800 people. <laughs> they have, no, and they there's have one person going. What type of wine would you like? Yeah, they You're have like, the white one. Two bartenders <laughs> and it's go. cash only. And <laughs> the only place that these people have ever bartended is in that room at that instant. <laughs> Like so, they're counting back your change. Yeah, it's not like you got like some dude that's if you if you got Nate from Hooligans on an off day, which is a thing you can do if you have a bar anywhere. He'll be at Aces for the Arts this year at the Cultural Arts Center. Hit him up. So true. But like, dude, they're they're a the uh, opera house is losing money because they're not moving people through that line fast enough, and then they close down like. Two at hours before the end of the show. Yeah, so at intermission, you're like, "Yes, it's cocktail time," and they're like, "Where, where did the, where did the bar go?" Yeah, it's, it's like a Scooby Doo mystery. You're like, "We're in this old building, <laughs> and everything's missing." You see that missing. one bartender pushing the cart down the street really quickly. <laughs> yeah, you no, are meddling put, kids. They just push it right across the street back to the Civic Center <laughs> and like lock it up. I knew it. It was Marshall Perry the whole time. <laughs> Shout out Marshall Perry for stealing that bar early. I'm looking at you, my man. I emailed that dude today, actually. Marshall Perry? Yeah, we get dude. The Civic Center's got so much rad stuff going on over the next like. I mean, I told couple you months. my New Year's resolution. You have to drag me to everything this year. I'll send you to everything. I'm not going myself. <laughs> You're out. I'm, I'm in. delegating, man. I've got too many podcasts. I can't miss. <laughs> I got it. I just gotta. <laughs> I got to keep he handing out eight hours a day. I mean, right? he's exhausted, dude. <laughs> Let's be honest. The Truman Show theory. Come on. We've been harping on this since <laughs> episode this? one. Yes. Have you heard this? Yes. He told you. No, I've heard other people talking about like this theory that, that their whole life is a show. This and is that, Justin. Okay. So 100% you, So you're, you're a Truman conspiracy And you're an actor theorist. and okay. I'm an yeah. actor. I don't think y'all are actors. Right I think y'all are probably in your own boring ass shows and mine's really <laughs> rad. And you could just come on mine to like cross promote. 
<laughs> Trying to get people a chill channel. Like, the last show that we had, we were talking about watching a Netflix. What was it? A Netflix oh comedies? I, can't I don't know, what whatever. And I was like, gosh, can you just picture? Like, I get like sucked into whatever I'm watching. And he's like, yeah, I never do that. Yeah, I don't do that. And I'm like, why? He's like, because I'm in my own show. Yeah, so, so I don't want to embarrass every, myself for so my viewers. Think about this. While he's watching something at all times... He feels like he's being viewed watching something. So really, he can never get sucked into a show because he's acting like he's watching the show. Yeah. You can't... uh, Y'all ain't going to sneak up on Justin (laughs) in the middle of like some weirdness ever because I'm like... Always looking for it. Bastards is everywhere. Like, I can't get a minute of silence. Well, see, there's a a new age theory of that, that it's all AI. Everything is AI. That you're... Oh, the bird thing. Like, birds don't exist. Yeah, you're... you're, What? You're you're the only real thing and everything else is artificial intelligence. Yeah, there's an internet uh, phenomenon going on. Okay, first of all, Black Mirror has ruined everybody's (laughs) life. I still haven't watched that. Oh, my God. That's what we were talking about. Don't start. That's why we were talking about it. horribly depressing and way too, like, real. Like, it... It's way too close to... It's like watching House of Cards and seeing what happens in politics. Like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can see the mirror of that. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah. It's too much. Black Mirror is way too much. It I it has ruined my life for weeks. Sabrina's dope. Episodes. I watched the first episode of the new Sabrina. It's all right. Oh, it so is far. good. Isn't yeah. it? I, I mean, you. so far. Yeah. Did you watch Bird Box? Yeah, it was all right. Did you watch Bird Box? I haven't watched Bird Box, but I'm thoroughly enjoying all the memes. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I'm one of them that liked it. I liked it. I didn't hate it. I like I would have loved it had I never seen any of the other movies that are a lot like it. Like there's so many similarities. Oh, no, no. Any end of the world scenario, yes. like it's always the same movie. It's just a mashup yeah. of something else that's already been. Done. But that's shu- everything. They anymore. just take the script, shuffle it, and all right, here we go. It's uh <laughs> who's the guy that directs the um M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, it's all that. Yeah. It's that. You it's never very, see the bad guy. Very much like yeah. that. You're like, I want to desperately see the monster. No, those are those of whom we do not speak. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the village. Um, that movie except, is yes. my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Well, and Bird Box is very much like that. Yeah. To but me, it doesn't have I Adrian think. Brody acting the fool in a closet. <laughs> Messing with blind good. chicks. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that whole movie. Is he's just like this blind girl's walking around in this cabin and then Adrian Brody's dressed up in some goofy robe and he's just like maybe a foot from her and just like staring at her all creepily. It was so amazing. It was so hilarious to watch. It would have been funny if she had just like sent something and punched him right in the nose or yeah, something. Yeah, it's crazy. She should have just sneezed and headbutt him, <laughs> broke that giant nose of his. Game over. Did you ever watch The Piano? No. Pianist? Yeah, whatever. No. Did you ever watch it? No. Yes. No, I did. That's where he's like, it's World War II-ish? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen that. It's actually- it's the a, worst. Um, it won like all these Academy Awards. It was filmed incredibly. Yeah, but it, it's I also the don't worst pay attention to content movie. within movies. I'm just like, how'd they do that? How'd they film I don't that? even they think doing? he ever played the piano in the movie. He did. At the very last three minutes. It was awful. Yeah. It was like a crumbling like building around patient him. patient also won. And then you literally had to watch them cross the desert. I felt oh, like, I've never seen it. Oh, it's, yeah. That sounds like in the army now, though. Like, it's around the same time is why I brought up the English patient. I realized it was like 35 years ago, but <laughs> that's where I was going with it. It was similar time period. Anyway, we're moving on. Back to you, Brandon. I don't remember where we left off. <laughs> and end so, so show. <laughs> what's your uh, so? How, what do you guys get into now that you're in in the big city of Dothan? Like you just, I know you're still poking around and like getting get still getting your your feet wet in the town. But like so far, how's it been? It's been it's been good. And that that was what was kind of cool when we moved here. Is our friends that lived here were like, yeah, because they were also from Albany, and you know, Albany is. 
Albany, as I mentioned, was kind of a similar town, but um, crime was really bad in mm-hmm. Albany. The economy was really hurting, and Albany got a lot of just high-paying jobs had been lost over a lot of very short period. A lot of turnover at their journeys at the mall. Yeah, yeah, a lot of turnover there. In the mall, we won't even talk about how bad the mall. Talk about our mall. Yeah, but we um. When our, when our friends were talking to us about it, they're like, you're going to see a difference in people here. And we're like, okay, yeah, sure it, it can't be any worse than what Albany was. No, they're like, no, seriously, it's like really good. When you go through drive through restaurants, people actually are friendly. It's kind of like every restaurant was like Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so the it was kind of funny. The first um, couple of days that we were here, we had ordered a refrigerator and it didn't come in yet. And so we were kind of, I had a little mini fridge that was from my office that mm-hmm. we were pretty much living out of. So it was a lot of takeout the first couple of days. Plus you're moving you know, yeah, you're you not get, trying to cook and you like get kind of burnt out on pizza that. after, you know, the fifth consecutive meal. So I hit up a drive through and it was like they were really friendly. I was like, all right, that's a fluke when they took my money. Yeah, they're going to be nice to me. Then I get up to the other window and they hand me my food and then they're asking me questions. And then I look and it's like, OK, you got all eight orders right. And I got kids that are going to be like, you know, oh, I need to get, a, mm-hmm. you know, a shrimp tail on this hamburger and yeah. just, just these bizarre requests. Everything was spot on. And it seemed like when we would go there and the majority of the time, that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, growing up in the South, you're kind of used to Southern, you know, the hospitality, hospitality yeah, everybody, yeah. you know, being like, oh, hey, y'all. And then mm-hmm. they're cussing you behind your back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it seemed a little more legitimate. But um, one thing that's been really cool since we moved here, too, is that um, our friends really, they're they're very outgoing. So they encourage us, you know, hey, you know, one of the first things we did was we went to folklore, you mm-hmm. know, and, and so I'm thinking like, okay, there's banjos going to be playing back here. We're, we're driving. That's everybody's first well, instance. Like, this is, is definitely a murder cave. Really well, the night we went, there bluegrass. was because they were playing bluegrass yeah, that night. But, yeah. but it was just, you know, it's kind of like when they were first telling us like, yeah, this is, is this place. And it's, you go drive through the trailer park and I'm like, what? Yeah. Now, yeah. when you're pulling On paper, it doesn't it, sound rad at all. No, no, no. When you're pulling up to it, you're like, what? is happening that's yes dude the best places are like that though like yeah every place that i've ever been that was like i absolutely would kill to live here like every one of those places has like a tinge of like i don't think this is it <laughs> like, <laughs> like i don't think this is the place and then I'm you get there the right like way. sulater montgomery if you guys ever get a chance to go to sulater which is a bar in downtown in the basement of this building and it opens at midnight and it closes like 10 a.m so the the dude playing piano can go play the organ at his church. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's bananas. It's an underground jazz club. It is incredible. But like they're only open like three nights a week from midnight till ten, and then that's How it. Cool. But it also seems like you're gonna get shanked for sure going down <laughs> oh, yeah. the stairs. Well, see, it felt like that in Albany, just going to Target. Dude, checking know, the mail. So, what are you talking about? Yeah, I've been to Albany. It was crazy over there. I mean, it seriously. I don't go back. It it. <laughs> The, the gang violence there was crazy. Really? So, yeah. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, Albany's it's lit. Terrible. It's crazy. Albany. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how legitimate it was, but you know, you see all these things that people repost on social media and all. And one of them was talking about the top 10 worst cities in the world to live or in the U.S. to live. Albany was number seven. Really? Like Detroit, you know, these, oh, yeah. these other cities that everybody knows is in bad shape. Birmingham used to be on that list. They're trying to straighten it out of there, I guess. Yeah, Albany, Albany was just so, you know, so that was that was nice to get to go out and do stuff. Plus, it was kind of it was encouraging us to to take a break sometimes, too. It's, you know, instead of just feeling like we had gotten to a point at home that it was like we'd burned all the babysitters we had because oh, yeah. they come over like, we can't do this again. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, they come out and there's like an eyebrow singed and <laughs> I mean, look like a mangy dog or something, you know, it just 
we had, we couldn't do that anymore. So it was nice to kind of start over with a fresh batch of babysitters. Right. Um, they so didn't know any better. They didn't know. And, you know, <laughs> some of them have actually kind of stuck around. So, yeah. uh, um, so it, it works out because our friends that have the six kids, they have a teenage daughter too. And we can basically send our teenage daughter over there to babysit their kids. And she comes over because that way it's not their sibling. So they know it's, they act a little different. Yeah, right. And they know they can go home at the end of the day and like, yes. yeah. And like, Oh my God, I thought it was bad at my house. It's yeah. really bad over here. You know, <laughs> so, makes you feel like it's not quite as bad. So crazy. Yeah. So that's, that's been, that's been pretty rad. Just kind of getting to see and meet new people mm-hmm. and, you know, when you when you're a family of eight, and it's funny because I'm very Irish and my wife looks very English, and so our biological daughters, you know, yeah. pasty white skin, right. light complexion, blonde hair. Um, our sons are actually half Mexican, mm-hmm. so they are, and they look very dark complexion, dark hair. Mm-hmm. So when we go places, people are like, "What's up with that family?" You yeah. know, I mean, <laughs> they're trying to figure out. And then I speak Spanish, so it makes it even more confusing for them. They're like, "What is what what what? Where is yeah, he from?" Yeah. You know, but. So, um, which my boys don't speak it, but I'll just do that sometimes to mess with people. But um, oh, they don't speak Spanish. No, they speak. Funny. No, you ask them, and of course they do speak Spanish, but yeah. they they can't say anything. <laughs> so it was kind of nice, also moving out of that place where because Albany's Mayberry with a hundred thousand people, everywhere we went, we knew people. Yeah, and whether it was people from church, from work, just school, growing up with them, whatever. And that's before like everybody starts like getting their own friends too, like. Oh yeah. That's just the parents knowing everybody and probably the daughters knowing a handful of people. But once like once the kids settle in, like the four and they start developing relationships and as everybody gets older, y'all aren't gonna be able to go anywhere. Like go ahead and oh, yeah. forget about the peanut festival. That doesn't exist for you anymore unless you go by yourself. <laughs> well the peanut festival, you about have to take out a second mortgage I was gonna to go say, to for our crew. Yeah, that's yeah. fifteen hundred bucks. I a mean, day. we just go we just go to Waffle House and we're dropping seventy bucks. You yeah. know, I was dinner. you were talking about takeout earlier and I was like Oh, yes, like so many boxes. So brutal. It's so brutal. I mean, movies are out for you too. Going yeah, to the I mean, it's it's well, movies are out just because my kids. I got one that refuses to watch TV, and one that is like entranced by it. And, and the age differences <laughs> are all over the place. The spectrum's crazy. Oh yeah, it's kind of like you know, <clears throat> Wreck It Ralph does Dallas. I don't know. I mean, it's just like <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there's too too many too many age gaps. But yeah. So um, so yeah, it's it's that part was different, but it's nice to go out and not be known for a little while. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of past that now, where we're starting to people recognize us and know us again. Like whether it's from church or whether it's from you know me being in real estate, mm-hmm. and you know, but that's also kind of cool because you're 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 building something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's been cool. I mean, we've made some really good friends since we moved here. I mean, Sarah and Tommy. You yeah. know, Obviously, they they were people that we met after we moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, and become really good friends with them and just so many other people. A lot of the clients that I've worked with, we've remained friends and we talk regularly, which is cool too, because that shows, you know, that makes me feel good that I did a good job, that they wanted yeah. to stay in touch and they wanted to kept a relationship. Yeah, Absolutely. Keep communication mm-hmm. going. So so, you know, it's 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 been it's been a good experience for us. You know, I think everybody has that mentality of like, well, I've lived here my whole life. This place sucks, it's the worst place ever. And then, you know, I want to move somewhere else. And then you go somewhere else and realize maybe it's not all it was cracked up to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're still going to have like, if you don't have it together, like mentally, you're still going to run into the same issues that you ran into where you used to live. Yeah. And then if you try to hang all your happiness on like geographic location, it's over for you, man. You're never going to find it. But if you get somewhere that's like super good to deal with, like interact with, then the happiness will just show up. Like instead of it being a pursuit, constantly and like you just be like man i'm miserable here 
you just go out and just dive straight into what's going on within the culture of that community or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you start understanding why people are whatever way that they might be and start appreciating it for that. Like people just get so hung up on like, I can't be happy here because this is the South and Oh, what's his face down the road? Doesn't believe the same stuff I believe, especially in uh, these really times. Have to, I, it's you crazy. have to get involved. I really liked, um, I can't remember his name, but he had just moved here and then um, got a role at Sea Act in the Dracula. Yes. And I mean, he literally was here for a week, moved here with his family and immediately tried out for a community theater play and was, and crushed it. Yeah. Um, so now he knows like all these people. That's what I love about Dothan um, and not being from here, but, um, and, when we moved here, it's like we lived in Enterprise first, and then we lived on Fort Rucker, and then we moved to Dothan. Yeah. So it's taken me a while to like get some roots in Dothan. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about Dothan is like you make your friends at the gym, you make your friends at church. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a great place to raise your kids. Mm -hmm. Great, there's such a community for kids. There's tons of stuff for them to do. Maybe not so much for like you know forty something year old adults. But we're getting way yeah, better we're at getting that. There, like for we're sure. super getting much better at that. Um, so it's a great town. I I love that it's big, but at the same time it's little. Like everywhere you go, pretty soon people are gonna be calling you by name. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. You know? it's getting there. Like in probably, I don't know, fifty years, uh, like Fort Rucker will be the capital of the wiregrass area and then dothan and enterprise will have just engulfed each other yeah probably it's getting it's starting to grow together yeah and, and speaking of enterprise like have you been out to enterprise oh yeah we've got I'm some friends that live in enterprise. super impressed with their downtown oh dude they're i mean it. they are killing it they've got lots of restaurants their whole downtown well, area the, at night is lit up storefronts yeah. are full it's they've done a great job this it's crazy because they their downtown is going through the same thing that our downtown has been going through where like you just have a bunch of old buildings and nobody wants to invest in anything because there's no traffic because there's nobody down there because all the buildings are falling in. You got to figure out like what comes first, like chicken or the egg scenario. And then you have to either, you got to say, all right, people aren't coming here because there's nothing to do here. We have to, we've got to, if we want people here, we've got to put something here. Yeah. And people don't realize that. Like everybody's just like, man, our downtown sucks. No. It's really growing. We've yeah. got some really cool stuff downtown. Yeah. Well, I mean, things like Foster Fest, where it's like, it's not, it's like a street party as opposed mm -hmm. to it being focusing on one little tiny area. Yeah. Yeah. You get a lot more. And, you know, and I think, I think a lot of, you see a lot of cities do that. Columbus was doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, Albany tried to do it. Unfortunately, the crime downtown was so bad. I mean, one year, that's just like a riot every well, week. They moved the fireworks from a stadium. Yeah. which they did ever since I was a kid growing up. And then they moved it to the Riverwalk, which is a cool venue. You get fireworks mm -hmm. over the water. Unfortunately, that's where a lot of the gang crimes happened. Oh. And they had a shooting where I think three people got shot mm. at the city fireworks for July 4th. So it's kind of like you get to a point then when you kind of become like just desensitized to it where you just ignore a lot of it. But then it's like, yeah, screw that. I'm not taking my kids to see the fireworks. We'll sit up yeah, with sparklers yeah. in the backyard, you know, before we go. Yeah, you find another shot. No, they're probably going to watch them on YouTube later anyway. Who cares? <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> This was the fireworks in yeah. Kennebunkport. <laughs> yeah, right? I watched Kennebunk fireworks for sure. Uh, but no, Downtown Dozen has done a great job, and there's tons of stuff down yeah. there too. But I really think that you're right. Foster Fest has helped a lot, especially since they opened up where it's March through October. Yeah. Now that Kelsey's on Bravo, KBC's yeah. probably got a lot more traffic. Um, it didn't hurt that that was the first restaurant we ate at in Dothan too. So, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, oh my God, if everything's that, like that this. building's hosted some 
just bomb ass restaurants over the years, like uh, the Bistro. Mm-hmm. Paul's place, Paul Fripp's place, mm-hmm. originally was there, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. And then Oak One Fifty One, Oak One Fifty One killed it while they were there. Um, and then Kelsey River Nile was there briefly. That's right. Um, and Kelsey moved in. Kelsey's killing it. Yeah. I mean, and then her. Do you follow her on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm Her back on keto is, this oh, week. Yeah. I gotta stop following them on it because it's like, oh my god! We get him macaroons. She was killing me today. Yeah, just killing me today. I'm like, I can't. I'm not looking at your stuff. Oh, anymore. that orange sherbet shenanigans. There was some like it was like no, a the cookie, cookie dough. dough. Oh, it was, it was, was a cookie like dough. Three ways of having cookie yeah. dough: it was like actual dough, like a drink of something, and then like a cookie. Yeah, but you get like the mixing arm. Yeah, where like, you get to. That's how it's served. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing such a good job. Well, it was so nice meeting you. Absolutely. What else do you want to tell us? What does everybody need to know about how you sell houses differently from everybody else? I think, you know, one of the biggest things is I I probably approach it differently than a lot of agents because I haven't just been doing this my whole life. Um, I've come in from an investor side of things. Obviously, I bought homes and sold homes as as an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I approach it differently. And working with like a big company like I used to work, I understand marketing and how that works. So if you're trying to sell your home, you know, there's a finite amount of inventory and a finite amount of buyers. The key what you have to do is what do you drive? How do you drive somebody to your house? And you look at over 95 percent of business today is done through social media Mm -hmm. on for real estate. And that can be a good thing, but that can also be a deterrent if you don't market yourself well. Yeah. And so um, I work with a local marketing and branding company that really is just does a phenomenal job of that. And, you know, so I, I invest in my business, but ultimately I'm investing in the people I do business with. And not to say that other people don't do that, but I may approach it a little different because I'm not from this market. Mm-hmm. So I've seen things in other major markets that worked and were successful. Yeah. Um, I've got friends that are agents and very successful agents in some really key markets. And, you know, I've been able to learn some things from them, but also taking that business element, but also just kind of really just sitting down listening to people and not be about my agenda. It's about what do they really need to do? Yeah. And sometimes you kind of have to have a real conversation with them like, okay, well, I hear what you're saying, but I'm reading between the lines and this is what I'm doing and, and kind of having kind of having the um, the the bravado to say that back to them mm-hmm. and, and, and say it in a way that you're not just That's like, not abrasive. You're not just pissing on them. You're yeah. saying, hey, you know, let's talk about this and be kind of be real for a minute. So I think that th- those kind of characteristics have helped me to develop rapport in, in the client base very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, obviously referrals and things like that continue to build a business in, in, in real estate. So the more that I'm able to do that, the more that my business will continue to grow. But um, so, I mean, that's one of the key things and, you know, and having a background in flipping, sometimes I can tell people, Hey, you know, this might make a big difference if you were able to do this. And well, you're able to see, like, if we take this wall out, which is not like a load bearing wall, right? you know, you can see stuff like that where like they may not have the vision or just, I mean, just even minor things, just like, Hey, do you know how much value you could add to your house? Just the perception by throwing a coat of paint on this wall oh, yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people, when you live in it, you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. But then when you have that that kind of that fresh set of eyes come in that that's not afraid um, to do that. And, you know, it's not, I won't I won't tell all my tricks, but there's just a lot of the marketing that we do that is very unique that nobody else does in this in this market period. Mm-hmm. And doing that, you can not mislead buyers because I never want somebody to walk in and be oh, like, yeah, this doesn't be- look anything like what I saw yeah. on the web. But to put it in the best light and to make it stand out, because if if you look, if you're just sitting there scrolling on Zillow or whatever, and you just keep 
Yeah, yeah. You yeah. need something that's gonna grab your eye. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and I think that's that's where what we try to focus on is how can we hit that uniqueness without you know misrepresenting the property? How can we put it in the best light that people are gonna fall in love before they see it, and when they walk in the door, it's gonna solidify that relationship. Oh, yeah. They're like, this is it. This is home for us. This isn't a house. This is home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I hope that. My customers feel that way. The ones that that I've worked with have definitely kind of relayed that. So um, hopefully what we're doing will continue to work. But we're also, um, you know, I've learned if you if you keep doing the same thing you've done for 40 years, then you're going to age yourself out of the business. Sure. And uh, and we see that and I see that in, in all markets, but, you know, see that in this one as well. So it's be having that that ability to say, OK, what's what's new and what's fresh? And I may not understand. It, I may not agree with it. Just like the YouTube thing when my kids watching it. Yeah. Okay, but I can utilize that to my advantage. Yeah, if you can recognize it and respect what it, what it is for what it well, is. Well, it's the future, and that's your future buyer. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, there's that's like, the truth. There's that's so many their reality. books on how to deal with millennials on literally anything as employees, as like somebody that you, that's your clientele or whatever. Like, And everything is like, it. you might hate it, but that is how the world works now, mm-hmm. whether you're ready for it or not. Yeah, I mean, you can fight it all you want, but you'd be wasting your time. Yeah. So you might... You have to figure out how to work with it. And then it's not a bad, like my kids are millennials. It's, it's not horrible. It's just different. They do things yeah, differently. Sure. They see things differently. The world is not what it was for us. Yeah. We went from like not, we we only had phones indoors and like. We're the last generation. Lights. We are literally the last generation that remembers life before the internet. The internet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's us. Mm-hmm. And after us, everybody had internet, period. It's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So. Internet's like the electricity for like our grandparents, yeah. basically. <laughs> right. Because like now nobody. Remember when yeah. we back when I was a boy, you had to look at whose box was in the yard to know we who was where. We had to get where. encyclopedias out and look things up. I wouldn't dare drop a pin as a child. You'd step on it. <laughs> the only friend I had was Tom on MySpace. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yes. <laughs> My what? No. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited. I'm so excited to meet you. Welcome yeah. to Dothan. I hope to meet your kids one day. Absolutely. See well. your crazy One at a time. <laughs> one at a time. That's how time. I recommend it. Yeah. Just allow them in the room one at a time. Thank <laughs> it's you. It's like a catwalk. Just come. <laughs> Not in this room. Don't make eye contact. Immediately <laughs> walk in and turn around and come out. Yeah. yeah. I don't need don't some like. directly in the eyes. I don't want to point you out in a lineup no, no, no. if you do that. She wants to look at you, not her. You look at her. <laughs> when you guys like show up for Thanksgiving, do you have to roll out like a paper banner for them to run through? How does that work? No, we usually host things at our house because people are no better than to bring bring us to their house. And so, it's, how can you imagine? They're like, "Oh, I would love to invite Brandon." But we need a whole other turkey. That's crazy, man! Like, there's so many benefits now. Like, now that I realize nice that you don't family. have to go to other people's stuff, they're such a nice family. But I might like, rent your kids, dude. That was when we moved. <laughs> when we moved here, that was that was so cool because this was our first Christmas in Dothan, mm-hmm. and you know, my wife. Her family's divorced. My parents were divorced. You know, I've got we've got family living four states. Oh yeah, like in immediate family. So we're just like Christmas is going to be brutal. But then not if Christmas you just stay day, put. We were home all day. We never yeah. left. And so that was so cool to just we're just chilling at the house. Oh, I, you didn't have to go here, there, and everywhere for n- Christmas. No, I mean we, the kids opened their presents and stuff, and you know we stayed in pajamas all day. I took a shower and put on different pajamas. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's like when have I ever done this? Success. You know? I mean, that was a win in our book. So <laughs> we made the bed just to get back in it. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. So that that part was that was pretty neat. That way we enjoyed that. But yeah, the we go places. It is it's it's a spectacle. It's a show. <laughs> 
Well, need a, 16 passenger yeah, van. You need like out. an announcer to come out first. <laughs> no entering yeah. the crazy. Seven yeah. year old Carlos, <laughs> right? Known for <laughs> King Carlos. He thinks the world revolves around him. Well, is, awesome. Is that episode a one? That's a bunch of ones. Are you keeping the. Is it 111? It is 111. Get out! That's my lucky number. Is it? Yes. Welcome back, girl. Actually, you were here last week. Are too. you doing a podcast after this? Is there another show? Not with you. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye. This is going to make it awkward, but Justin and I have another podcast to do after this. What? <laughs> yeah. What? It's real estate, but R E A L. Real. E S T and then eight because there's eight in his family. <laughs> I just came up with that, by you the way. Just came up with, dude, that, that's you can write that down. That's, you need to yeah, write that down. Nice. That's our reality show. So. You need yeah. to tell your marketing Swag department. The kingpin of, uh, step their game up. No, I'm just kidding. They're actually awesome. <laughs> Say goodbye. Bye. If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local or. Hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean.